hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. What are you laughing at, Shane? <laughs> put me off, you put me up my stride there. <laughs> I'm Alex Whiteley, and uh, as you can tell, because I'm not on form, I'm joined with uh, Shane Hinton. How's it going, Shane? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all good. It's a bank holiday Friday, man. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, want to do a podcast? He's like, oh, he's like, yo, <laughs> you got a day off. Tell you what, come and do a podcast, man. Yeah, that, that's 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 what I do on my bank holidays now. Absolutely. That happens. My doorbell just goes as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, look, uh, we're, today we're speaking to Kimberly Duran from um, Swoonworthy. Um, I saw your post. I think it was uh, my Shrewsbury. Were you, you in my Shrewsbury, right? That's got to be it. Was, yeah, it was recently in a. I think it was the March April. Edition. Yes. Uh, a great edition of of my shoes. Be well done, Katie. Absolutely knocking it out of the park. By the way, she's got a, a, a website out now. If not, yeah. Right. <laughs> Somebody's at our door. My wife's like, "Oh, you're recording." Um, yeah. So I found out about you on my Shrewsbury, as I found out about most of my great news that's going on in Shrewsbury. But we're here to find out more about you, um, Kimberly. Um, so first of all, where do you hail from originally? Well, as you probably can tell from my accent, I'm not originally from Shropshire. Really? Um, no. What? I know it's shocking. Oh my God. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, kind of obvious. I am originally from the U.S. Um, grew up in Pennsylvania, moved around quite a lot, and then in 2001, I moved to the U.K. Um, to England. So I and I've lived kind of all over the place in England as well. I spent about eight years down south um, around Kent, and then I moved. I met my other half. Moved up. To Manchester and spent another eight years there. Um, and now, just recently, over I think three years now, three years ago, I moved to um, Shrewsbury and very, very happy here. Love it. Absolutely love it. Think that's I'm a bit of a change, home. isn't it? That's, that's, that's uh, you know, going from Kent to, to Manchester and then settling in Shrewsbury. I mean, I call it the Whiteley method. The Whiteley method. Just moved to Shrewsbury. <laughs> I, I know. I could have saved myself so much time. Rather than moving all over the place, but yeah, finally, finally found Shrewsbury, and it's we. I have no intention of going anywhere now. See, there, there are a million reasons why this show is is going to work out really well. This, this episode number one is I'm fascinated with American and U.S. culture. I run a network called USUC, which is um, a show I do with my, as you can see, the flag behind me there uh, with oh, yeah. my my co-hosts in America. We talk about the differences in U.S. and U.K. culture um, because I think it's fascinating, you know. And we've had yeah. some, so many amazing conversations. Shane's going to be rolling his eyes now. Here he goes about talking about USUC again. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, there's so much lost in translation between each country you know yeah same, it's yeah. it's funny because i've been here now it'll I'll be 20 years now living here in the uk hmm. and i feel as though it's just my accent now that gives me away i don't feel at all like america is my home because i haven't lived there for so long i feel so much part of the furniture here do, do you still find out like whenever you talk to people from home now well from america um that they think that you're english now oh yeah 100 percent they think I have an English accent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think my my accent now is so messed up because of the influences that I've had from living all over the place and living all over the place in this country as well. So little things about my accent since living here has has changed. So they catch all the Englishisms in the way the intonation and the way that I pronounce certain letters and certain words, they catch all that. So to them, it sounds English. When I'm obviously when I'm speaking to you guys, you hear all the American, yeah, you know, uh, intonations in my voice or the way that I'm pronouncing certain words. So you hear the American side, but my accent is actually like a really weird mix <laughs> of, everything. of of like Southern <laughs> Manchester. Slopian American <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know where my and, and people who meet me, they'll, they'll know I'm American, but they'll be like, "Where are you from? Are you Canadian?" <laughs> they don't recognize Canadian. It, so, I tell you yeah. what, what really blew my mind once when, when we were actually talking to uh, Tom Bruno, who's uh, Alex's American co-host on USAC. Um, he. He was, he was saying, actually, it blew my mic. So he said, when me and I actually get talking and we get sort of excited about something, we're having a bit of a rallying conversation, um, he has no no idea what we're saying. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. He's like, I have to guess what you're talking about because I don't actually understand what we, you're talking about. I was we like, have, what? These amazing conversations where like, um, he'll talk talk to me about his kids because his kids will watch the British version of Peppa Pig. So they'll be like, oh, we're going to get a trolley or we're going to do this. So, we, you know, we're going to get sweets from the shop rather than candy from the store. And no like, idea. Kids, yeah. And, and his kids... When, I, I remember my, my brother came to visit he lives in Seattle and he came to visit us and he stayed with us for about six weeks and we put on Phoenix Nights, you know. The, oh, God. Right? We put Phoenix Nights on, which we both love. Me and my have both love. We're like, seen it a hundred times. We're like dying laughing. And my brother is just sat there with this confused look on his face. And he's like, I don't understand anything that's going on. I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? But we're all talking English. Like it, it's it's just it's, it's mental to me. I think it's weird. Um, yeah. The, the the interesting thing is is my my wife is from Colombia, right? And she, whenever we go back there, um, she goes to see her family and stuff. And she does have this incredible. Even when she speaks Spanish, she has like an accent because she's been over here. It's crazy. Um, but her cousin Jimena, she's a a, a soap actress in in um, in Colombia, and um, wow. so she she speaks English, but she went to an American English school. So she's got this, she does speak English, but she's like American English. It's very confusing. I was like, what's going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so what made you want to move over here to the UK? That's a very rude question to ask someone, but it's always interesting to to, to know sort of like what made you want to up sticks and, and, and move to us in the in British, in Britland, England? I was, I have actually been fascinated by English culture since I was a kid. Um, when I you're was welcome. 11 years Sorry. old, what's it? I said, you're welcome. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Um, when I was, when I was 11 years old, I was asked to report, we were, we were asked to do a report on a country and I chose for some reason, I decided to choose England and we had to like draw a map and we had to talk about the history of the country and their government and their imports and their exports and all this kind of stuff. And I remember going through, I mean, this is, I'm showing my age now. There was no internet at this time. I would like go to the (laughs) library and like pick up books. And I remember showing my parents like pictures of castles and it blew my little childhood mind about all the buildings and the countryside and everything and I just absolutely fell in love with it I became a proper anglophile from that point on and I told my parents I am going to live here some point I'm going to live here so (laughs) it's and then when I was about 20 years old I came and visited for the for the first time for I think I spent two weeks here grabbed a couple friends but like we're just going to England come on Um, I was super into the music at the time, so this is like 90s, um, yeah. there was so much great music coming out of England at the time. And um, yeah, I just, I, it was, it's been a love affair for a really, really long time. So um, yeah, I, I, I look back and I think, well, of course, I would have ended up here. I think I was probably born in the wrong country. Yeah. should have been born here. I think as well, I think as well the humor here because it's so like self-deprecating and it's so wry <laughs> and it's so sarcastic, right? And I've always loved that kind of humor. I love the British humor. I think I think you're the funniest people on the planet by far. So Again, you're welcome. No, I'm joking. Um, you're welcome. I, 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 I can just, <laughs> just imagine that there conversation. Piece of point, right? <laughs> so it's like I would crack sarcastic self-deprecating jokes back home and I would just get blank stares where people yeah. going, you're right. They, and they don't get it, do they? they just don't. <laughs> no. And then I came here and I'd make the same sort of stupid jokes and people would be like laughing. And I thought, oh my God, I found my people. This is, <laughs> this is where this I'm is supposed tribe. to be. This is my tribe. Like. <laughs> yeah. I, I could just imagine yeah. that conversation with your parents. So, you know what I need? I need drab weather. Uh, I need queues, and I need to complain about going in a queue. And I need roundabouts. Uh, and, I, and no guns. Do I, have, do I have a southern accent? No, no, no. That's my that. awful. That's my awful. Accent. That's I'm usually terrible. good at that sort of stuff, just... but no. Uh, yeah. How how did it? How did that conversation go with your your family? Like, I'm moving to the UK. Bye. Um, I I think I have always been horrendously independent, so I don't think it shocked them even remotely. It shocked them. I have moved out of my house. I moved to Denver when I was 20. I lived in LA for a little while. I picked up six and moved to a tiny little town in Wisconsin. So this was not out of character for me. 
Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they were I don't think in any way they were surprised. They just went, Oh yeah, that's what this is what she does. An interesting <laughs> an interesting question though is well, there's two. There's two actually. Well, number one is why Shrewsbury? And number two, are you here to stay? Or do you think, uh, like, has, has Shrewsbury gripped you now? Or is there is is a further place? Oh, to 100%. Um, we, me and my other half, um, knew we wanted to move somewhere else. Because of I, because my work is all online, it doesn't really matter where I work. I could work from pretty much anywhere. Um, and he is in the um, automotive industry, there is cars everywhere so he can usually find work pretty much just about anywhere as well um so we thought right the whole country's kind of open to us where we would live and that question as freeing and lovely as that question could possibly be it's also terrifying because there's just too many where where do you even start so we kind of created a little list of would be nice to have um and kind of picked off or crossed off a number of different areas that we had our eye on. And we'd come across Shrewsbury basically on, I think we'd seen a television program where it was shown. We looked at each other and went, oh, that looks nice. And just did a little bit of research. I was on like mum's net, like reading, should I move to Shrewsbury? You know, I was just reading as taking in as much information. I was looking at weather reports and all sorts of things. And, and so, you still moved here? Yes. <laughs> the weather report? <laughs> Actually, it does well on mum's net. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I couldn't find, I genuinely couldn't find an awful word about it. And we just thought, like, the housing stock was great. I'm in the interior design. And so my dream was to have, like, a lovely Victorian-style house because that's just the kind of houses I love. Um, and the stock of housing in this oh it's just so much of it and i love the history of the area we loved um just everything about the way it looked on paper it was great i love the fact that surrounded by countryside you were in effect in the middle of nowhere but everything's at your fingertips as well and because it's the county town it's like you've got you've got everything you yeah. know, that you could possibly want here and if you need a city fix it's not that hard to get to the, down the road. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hop on a train and you're in Birmingham in less than an hour. You hop on a train, you're in Manchester, and, you know, mm. just over an hour. So the location in terms of where it was, was excellent. Um, and so on the, we ended up coming to look at a house. I think it was December, 2017. Um, and Shrewsbury had just been dumped with about eight inches of snow. It was a massive snowstorm, if you remember this, right? So we came on that just after this happened, and I felt like I was walking into a Dickensian novel because everything was just so beautiful. I mean, if Shrewsbury was going to sell itself, it does sell itself rather well in the snow. So we absolutely fell in love with it. We put an offer in on a house that we saw that day. Wow. So essentially, we bought a house the first time we stepped foot in the town, um, which sounded risky, but we thought it would be okay. And we've been here now for just just over three years. I think we just hit our three year mark, and absolutely, still, absolutely best best move we've ever made. Really, really love the town. I mean, it's been a shame that things have been closed down. We haven't been able to really take advantage as much as we would yeah. like of like the restaurants and the shops and things like that. Um, but it's just, yeah, we, we absolutely love it. I think either, both of us are so, so pleased with our move. We love the area. We love the home that we're in. We love the, the town itself. We love the countryside. So much to offer. So, yeah, we are not going anywhere for, I would say, for a very, very long time. Good. <laughs> we're here for roots down. We're well, glad sure. to have you anyway. Thank so. you. Thank you very much. Um, now let's talk about, about- Aldo. Like, <laughs> he, he can leave. The thing is, uh, this this town has got bounce back ability, so it might take Shrewsbury a while without me. It might mourn me quite a bit, you know. The town wouldn't be the same, that's for sure. But they would definitely bounce back because I believe in those people. Salopians are strong people. Um, mm. Now let's talk about your your expertise. What it is you do because um, it's all about style and 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 you, everything that you put together just looks amazing. And you got your your blog and you got so many followers. Thank Where you. did all this begin? Again, where did you be like I, I can do this this is what i want to do you know um i think i've always had a, a 
um, I've always been a creative person. I've always, I think since I was a kid, I've always kind of thrown myself into various different creative options. Um, and interior, interior design was something that I always just enjoyed. Um, I dabbled in it. I've always have. Um, and we had moved into our home in um, Manchester. We bought a house together, a little Edwardian three-bedroom house. Um, and I just we just decided like we were going to do it up because it needed a lot of work. It wasn't in great condition. And I had seen blogs in the U.S. where people were doing up their houses and sharing it online in this weird thing called a blog. Um, so... In 2010, I started my blog called Swoonworthy, and um, it was all about sort of my attempts to make a Swoonworthy home. <laughs> so I essentially just started journaling about creating this house. And at the time, um, I don't believe there was any other interior blog where people were let inside someone's home there were there were interior design blogs at the time but they were more about design in general so this is what this you know this new sofa that's just come out or these new fabrics or whatever um, but mine was very very personal because it was what we were doing on our own home um, and I don't think there was anybody else doing that at that time which is crazy when you think about it because you look at Instagram now and there are hundreds of thousands of people showing the inside of their homes but at the time people were like aren't you crazy like aren't you worried about privacy and you're showing people your bedroom that's just really weird um, <laughs> but I figured I could kind of pull the veil back enough to inspire people or to have to kind of meet like-minded people um, and, and and still kind of keep my privacy so it's grew from that, from just being like a hobby blog, um, about four years later, and at this time as well, it, it was no such thing as making a career out of being a quote-unquote influencer. That just didn't exist at the time. So I just did it as a hobby, just because it was something I wanted to do. I was working in sales and marketing at the time, and um, it just continued to grow and grow and grow, and I was getting more and more people reading the blog, um, which just blew my mind. And um, yeah, about four years in, I took it full time. I left my regular job and decided to do it full time. And I was writing freelance as well for other retail companies. I was writing their, their interior design blogs as well. Um, and yeah, over the course of, I'm now in my 11th year, I think. Um, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I have... I've been on um, I've been on like BBC Radio multiple times. I've my home has been in twenty plus magazines now worldwide. Um, I think my blog has won six industry awards. Uh, wow! It's 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 been it's been good. It's and it's taken care of me and my family, you know, for the last however many years as well. I'm, so I've I'm, had I'm a very good run of it. I suppose one of the beauties of what you do is that it's sustainable, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, for it, the industry is changing constantly. So I have always thought of myself as a blogger, um, and I have very happily stayed behind my camera um, because I didn't want to be – it wasn't about me. It was about the house. It was about the things that we were working on. I was trying to help other people to do the things that we were trying to do. And now, because of the shift to Instagram, it is much more now about being the face of your brand. They, you know, people want to see the humanity behind it's, it. So things have really, really shifted and really changed. There's a big mm. focus now on Instagram rather than being on blogs anymore. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is a constantly shifting and evolving and changing landscape, especially as people now understand what this influencer thing is unfortunately there's a lot of really crappy influencers out well, this there is what i was going to say there's it's really hard to stand up before we go any further though there's just some slight tech like um there's a little bit of a delay in your audio just recently um i don't know if it's something to do with the signal um it's, i don't know if we could try and clear it up would it help if i put earphones in maybe maybe let's try that let's try that and i'm really enjoying this conversation i don't want to miss any of it <laughs> Then you'll have my voice in your. You ear. can you can edit this out, can't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll get Shane to do it. <laughs> Shane's face. 
Yeah, I can do that. Okay, let me know. Is that any better? Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. Is that much better? I should have said that from the beginning. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, it is very increasingly hard to become eye-catching on social media at the moment. It's, it's one of the, 100%. The, it's one of the riddles that millions are trying to solve right now, especially in my sort of industry with the podcasting thing. People are kind of like, how do you stand out? How do you become famous? I don't know. Should we just share a link everywhere and tell people again and again and again and again and again about our podcast? It's like, no, you got to do something different. you got to stand out. You know, yeah. be unique. Um, yeah. how, how, how do you be unique? Uh, we can believe. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, from, in terms of an interior design blog, what I would tell people in, in that particular industry is that you really need to be confident of your own style and you really need to kind of make sure that whatever you do, it, you, you are in effect a brand. And so everything you do needs to reinforce that brand to other people. Um, it, you, it's very, very difficult to get noticed if you were just following trends. If you were just, you know, you're p- looking at Pinterest and going, okay, I'm just going to recreate that in my home because it's been done. And it's been, if you've done it, if you, you're doing that, then there's a hundred, how X amount of other people who are doing exactly the same thing. So you really need to be confident in your own personal style. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't evolve that style, but it, it needs to relate somehow to you. I think I have people all the time who will send me a, I don't know, of sofa or they'll send, send me a picture of a room and go, oh my God, Kimberly, this is so you. Because people recognize that style. My style is immediately recognizable. It is mm. very sort of feminine. It is very glam. Um, but it, I don't think it looks exactly like anyone else's. And I think if you're going to stand out, and I, th- I guess no matter what you're doing, you really need to do something that's true to you and something that's completely different from everyone else. And everyone is unique. Everyone's yeah. home should look unique because we all have our own personalities. We all, we all look at our homes to give us that, that sanctuary and to feel like it's a true reflection of us. It's just an extended version of what clothing is, you know? Um, so yeah, if you're filling your home with things that reflect you and your personality and things that you really love and truly love, you are going to have a unique style just by that. Uh, Look at geek, the American flag thing behind you, exactly. Geeky stuff, got old Batman and Kevin Smith stuff, and my, yeah, my flag, my monopoly. It's Thanos gauntlet there. Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah this is the, but that's unique. That's all stuff that brings you happiness and joy, does it? You look at it, and you the go, wife, though, yep. she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> And she's got to look at it when she goes to bed. Um, <laughs> and me. Okay. No. Uh, when it came, you need a when, man cave, obviously. I do. I do. I do. We, we're do. working on it at the biscuit at the moment. No. But um, <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to like looking for your. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, while you're listening to this, if you can, please go to swoonworthy.co.uk as I'm describing this now because you'll see what I mean. All the pictures of your home are are, are very. Um, everything is on purpose. Everything is there, and it's it's got its own reason for being there, uh, and it's yeah. and it's definite. You know that is what it is. Does yeah. it make it hard to shop for things, or does it make it does it make it easier? It, can you like see like I don't know some ca- ca- I don't know coasters or something, and you'd be like, I need them, or is it like oh, hold on, <laughs> there's got to be a place for these. We need to go back. Um, your plan. I think it's a little it's a little bit of both. I do think it makes things easier because when once you've kind of honed your style, I I describe my style as eclectic boho glam, right? And those <laughs> three it sounds like nonsense, but those three words dictate to me because I'm so sure of my style because I know exactly what it is. If it doesn't fit one of those three words, it doesn't come in my house. I will know immediately and gut instinct of if I look at a set of coasters, whether it's going to work or not, because does it, is it eclectic? Is it bohemian? Is it glamorous? If it's not any of those things, then it's not coming in my house. It doesn't work. I was just going to say, however, if I see something and gut instinct is, Oh my God, I have to have that in my house. I will find a place for it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there for ages going, yeah, but where is it going to go? Which, which table will this coaster sit? I don't do, I don't do that. If I'm, if I really, really desperately love something, I'll, I will find a place for it. Yeah. It's a story. It's a story to tell, isn't it? You know, that, that's the yeah. thing. Um, but speaking about your fella, 
does he ever bring things back and you're like, is that eclectic? Is it boho? Is it glam? I don't oh, think no. so. Oh, <laughs> Get in the seat have, right now. We have been together for 12 years now, I think. 12, just over. Um, he, he doesn't bring anything home to the house. <laughs> Wise man. Wise man. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't he just won't he won't i can imagine Kaz, I mean, my wife get your chewbacca slippers out of my shot yeah you'd you'd get on with my other half <laughs> <laughs> i have um, bought him i have bought him some really cool things i i bought him just recently for christmas i bought him a star wars print um with like tatuan and it's like it's the same colors that I use in the house. So it's like peaches and cream and browns and stuff, but it's a very, very cool print. And um, so like, you know, and he has like some other cool Star Wars prints in his, he's got his own office. So he gets to decorate that. Uh, com- yeah, nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it, there, is a, a there is some compromise. See, he, he, he has, he a has den. the one. <laughs> the, Just the one, the one room. <laughs> um, he has the understanding. He can him, decorate however he likes, as long as you can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> um, now on your Instagram, you've got like 34,000 followers, which is fantastic. Uh, what a great, uh, this is one of the things. I hate to be, okay, this is going to make me sound like one of those guys now, but that's one of the things that drew me to you. And I hate that because people look at my Instagram and go, oh, you've got 1,000 followers. How when I, when I speak to people, they're like, how many listeners do you get? How many followers have you got? I hate that so much because it's kind of like, we, we're much more it's than that. It's meaningless, isn't it? But yeah, yeah well, but you, um, with you, you you've, you've got this style. When it comes to things like uh, style and fashion, those followers, that's where it counts. With something like a podcast, Maybe not so much, you know, we, well, although I don't know, we're trying to tell a, sore, tell a, tell a story. Um, what does that do for you then when you when you get like tens of thousands of followers and what does that do? Do you get people offering you things? Is there a lot of pressure there? What's it like? Um, I, d- I don't think I think about it that deeply, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I have worked with I have worked with, you know, a, a lot of different brands over the years. That is part of how I make um, an income out of this. Um, so yeah, some of the, some of the work I do is because, uh, brands will contact me and if they are a good fit and if I like what they're doing, or I like the ethos of the brand, um, then we'll work together. So, you know, they'll pay me or they'll provide products to me and, um, I'll talk about this. I'll talk about them with my, with my audience because I've spent a long time curating an audience. And if a brand says, I want to tap into that audience, and I think that there's a lot of crossover between who we want to attract and the people that you've already attracted, um, then we can come to some kind of agreement. So, yeah, I do, you know, I do, I do, I am able to leverage the audience, um, in order to, you know, in order to make money because, that's what I have to do. <laughs> the, reason, the, reason, the reason I ask is because as soon as we've got a thousand followers, which is like, again, it's not, it's very important to me that we've got these people supporting us. I really like that. Mm. But at the end of the day, I don't go to 100%. bed. Think, I don't go to bed thinking we've lost 10 followers. Oh my God. Like, it's oh, not no. like but like, Oh, it's, it's not worth it doing that. No, it really isn't. <laughs> but like we started getting offering like silly things like watches. All right. As it going, the Shrewsbury biscuit, uh, would you like to wear our watch whilst you're on your website or whatever? And I'm like, we're an audio only show. What, how's that going to benefit any of us? <laughs> you just got to try. And- yeah, for every for every weird watch order, I, I, I email you get, I probably get thirty. Yeah, you I know, imagine. and and bizarre, random things that just have absolutely nothing at all to do with anything you know i'll i will get stuff for men's watches and it's like have you ever seen me talk yeah. no so these are people who don't do the research they've probably reached out to you know a hundred different accounts just reply sort of a all. scattergun <laughs> approach yeah this is it. it's like it's like the old reply yeah like the reply to all it's it's not a they've, they've obviously not really done the research in terms of who they want to advertise for them so it's probably not the best way to go about advertising their products so yeah the brands that i do agree to work with are very highly vetted by me you know to make sure that it's going to work that it's going to feel natural that it's a brand that i like that it's a, that it's a brand that i would use i'm not going to recommend anybody recommend anybody or i'm not going to re- recommend any products that i wouldn't bring into my own home or i wouldn't pay for myself so yeah that's really really important it's got it has to align otherwise you feel weird about it 
it doesn't do very well. Yeah. Your audience yeah. knows if it's not genuine. It feels a bit crappy all well, around, and it won't it won't succeed in terms of being a campaign. So there isn't any point. Mm. It's the same as if a microphone company got in touch, like, we want you to use your microphones, and they sounded awful. I wouldn't use them. Right, right. But if, a great mic- but if a great, you know, microphone company came to you and said, we want you to try out, that you would be, like, psyched yeah. when, if it was Absolutely. a brilliant product. Because yeah. it's what you do and what you know. So, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. We, these microphones that we use, I went out and sourced, actually, because I wanted British microphones. And it's very, unco- like, a lot of people use foreign microphones, which I'm not a... I'm not a, an anti-foreign, uh, that's not my thing, by the way, but like I wanted something nice, something British. I don't get to see that very often. Yeah. So I reached out to Aston, who make these microphones. And I was like, yo, guys, I've got this thing I'm doing. You suck, baby. Uh, let's let's do something. <laughs> and they were like, okay, we'll give you some mics, we'll give you a discount. And I was like, hey, that's how we excellent. do stuff. That's how we do stuff. Um, yeah. When you, when you do interior design like you, um, that was that was that was English apparently. When when, when somebody <laughs> that, that's into into interior design and look at things looking glam and, and sexy and beautiful, Shrewsbury is a place to be, right? I mean, the the uh, the image for Shrewsbury is very chic. I think it does. But when it comes I think to it is as well, yeah. yeah. So, um, it I think you? one thing one thing I think I've noticed is that in the area in in the town the where I walk when I walk around and so you know we take the dog out and that sort of thing I think people have a lot of pride in their homes which is nice so you don't see you know rubbish in people's front gardens you see my neighbors put me to shame because neighbors across the street because they are always out there like trimming the hedges and planting bulbs and, the, and we haven't gotten around yeah. to be the front of the house yet so i feel embarrassed <laughs> that we aren't keeping up as well like you know everything is just absolutely pristine and the front of our home doesn't look as nice as it probably I mean there's not rubbish out there or anything but you know it's like we need to weed and things like and (laughs) and our neighbors put us to shame because they are always out there doing this and it's just but it is really really nice I think people have um that bit of pride around here for the area and they don't want to see it look crummy they want to see it look nice um and so everybody kind of does their part and you know I see like the baskets with the flowers outside and things like that and it's just yeah it's lovely to see it's inspiring it's, um, as well. it's quite, it makes me laugh actually because my, my old house um I had a big I had a huge front drive and um I'm a mechanic by trade so my front garden turned into a scrapyard um I had oh, no. four or five cars on there that I was doing <laughs> up at the same time and and my ex-wife used to go mad at me and um <laughs> And yeah, I mean, lucky as it is now with my current partner and stuff, we have, we've got a house we can't actually, we haven't got a front drive. We've got like a little bit of a square in front of our house and that's yeah. probably for good reason, really. Um, <laughs> if, if, we so were gonna, if we were going to have fragrances made for the Shoes of Biscuit and we had one to represent each host, Shane's would come with a hint of WD-40 for sure. <laughs> uh, Odoo Hinton. <laughs> yes, it actually would as well. <laughs> I'm actually quite impressed now that you actually knew what WD-40 was. <laughs> oh, come on. I've got somebody out uh, over there, yeah. Um, but this is the thing, right? There is, there's obviously, there's, there's got to be, um, in front of the camera, this is, this is, uh, this is what we're going to be showing the world, Kimberly. And there's like normal Kimberly that's kind of like, I don't know, pizza boxes on the sofa, chilling back, watching TV. I don't know what you do, what you do, relaxing. Is it hard to balance that? Yeah. I do tell people what you see on the, I mean, generally speaking, what you see on the blog is what my house looks like. I, like, imagine, I, I, like, I believe you. I believe you, you. Totally believe you. If you came around now, there's not, it's not like right, you what's I'm behind the now. camera is. But it is generally fair. I mean, I, I won't promise. I've got a, two cats and I've got a dog and the dog sheds what is the equivalent of another dog every day. <laughs> Um, so the, you know, the, there will be dog hair on the floor and there's going to be dust sometimes on things, you know, I'm not, mm. I'm not saying it's immaculate all the time because I am a human being and we live in this house yeah. and I'm not too precious about it. You know what I mean? If there's a cup mm-hmm. on the side, I'm not freaking out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I do, <laughs> I do get back in your den. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't wear the Chewbacca slippers outside. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think generally speaking, the house is usually, I, I always say it's about 15 minutes from company. So like if someone was to pop over, 
if they gave me 15 minute warning, I can make the house look really good in 15 minutes. So it's always about 15 minutes from being tidy enough for company. Yeah. So I try, you know, we try. Please, to please don't ever come around my house then. Um, I, I've got kids. I've got a baby, and no, but, my. Well, this room. is it. I, this is and this is where you have to like allow yourself some flexibility. I don't have children, yeah. which that is a huge part of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It is a massive part of it. I don't have toys, and I don't have to worry about kids, you know, ripping things apart. So I don't. I do have to worry about a dog who <laughs> likes to, you know, what I mean, climb on the sofa with muddy paws. He does not give a crap about climbing. <laughs> all so i do have that but you know what i mean it is it is easier i recognize 100 yeah. that is a lot easier to do that when you don't have children when the, you have, i mean the, just the don't worry about it. it there's some more important things to worry about keep oh, the yeah, kids for alive sure. for sure I mean, <laughs> you know, that's, right, that's your job don't worry about the house yeah exactly right i mean my, my partner gets quite upset and she gets quite down because like you know she sometimes it gets on top of her the laundry and stuff yeah. like that like you know i mean that makes me sound like i do absolutely nothing laundry. but i do i do laundry. help, help your um, wife yeah. But yeah, exactly right. And I mean, like, <laughs> I say to her, like, look, the baby's warm, he's fed, he's clean, like, he's happy, he's got his toys, everything else can wait. And I'm making like, a spaghetti bolognese. Like, Relax. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> like, you know, I was just like, it doesn't matter, like, because the way yeah. I see it is that, um, you know, it, it's it's a lived-in house, and that's what I want. As so I want, I want yeah. a lived-in house. Yeah, there's going to be some washing up in the sink. There's going to be some laundry waiting to be folded, or you know, in the tumble yeah. dryer waiting to come out, or whatever. You know, and it's yeah. just it doesn't matter because ultimately, yeah. I want to spend my time playing with my kids, not in the kitchen doing cleaning and doing laundry. You know, yeah, um, that's and that's the way I see it. Well, every house yeah, is unique, true. and everyone everyone has their own identity, right? And I feel like there's a mental health issue thing there with where it's like, like yesterday, for example, the other night, the other day, sorry, it was a beautiful evening and the light was shining through my apartment and I walked through the lounge. I was kind of like, I'm going to relax for a little bit. And I was like, I'll tell you what, let's run the Hoover on first. So I can really appreciate this moment when I do get it, you know, when people are feeling down and um, in the dumps and I'm kind of like, well, what's, what's the living situation they're like? And they're like, oh, my room's a bit of a mess. And I'm like, I'll tidy it up, sit back, look at what you've done. And just relax yeah. and enjoy being in your space. This is this is your capsule. What holds you? Make it make the most out of it. You know, a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, I do think as, as as not sexy as it is, cleaning your house will make you fall in love with your house again. Yeah, mm. I, I I fall out of love with my home when it's a mess because it does happen. You know, what I mean, mm. life priorities, things happen. You can't always keep on top of it. But yeah, when you just like, okay, I'm just going to take a moment, even if it's just like I'm going to clear that pile that's appeared in the corner of that room. I just get rid of it. Just even little tiny things like that. If you just go, I can't, I can't do the whole house. It's too overwhelming. Just do a corner, just do a closet, just do one room if you can handle one room, you know, just a little bit at a time here and there. Yeah. Get yourself organized. It will make you feel so much better. Mm. And also, you'll find that once you've done one bit, you, you, you're on a roll then, aren't you? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to backpedal a little bit there because I said mental health thing. I'm not saying, by the way, cleaning your house is going to help your mental health. I've got to say, it's a feel good factor. I use the wrong terminology here, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, there yeah, is. A, yeah. Yeah. I don't want people to think that I'm like, oh, yeah, so the, 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 uh, the solutions to also, all your problems. Also, just, 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 yeah. just to caveat that again, um, that's not saying that having an untidy house is actually a direct effect of mental health. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. But it can probably help you feel a bit better. That's what I'm trying to say. And um, let's talk about, because by the way, the second, I'd said there's a number of reasons why I contacted you. One was this, that, and one the other. Uh, the other one is the candles. I am a big fan of candles. I love them. Uh, I love candles. Amazing. I'm not the only guy that likes candles. You're not. You're definitely I love candles. Not. Lots of guys that like candles. It's I see them really behind you. So there's one lit behind you. Yeah. yeah. There's always candles going on in my house. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you've got so, yeah, worthy sense. Sorry. Swim yep. worthy so, sense. Where'd that come from? So, um, I have on my blog, I used to teach people how to make their own candles, just like homemade candles with like soy wax and some essential oils. And you just kind of bung them together, put a wick in, da, da, da. and I used to teach people how to make them. Um, and I have a number of blog posts on my blog. So if you're not interested in buying candles and you want to make your own, then please go on my blog, just search DIY candles and you'll find a whole bunch of posts showing people how to do it. But it got to, um, we were lockdown number one, March last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I had probably like a lot of people feeling quite stressed out and quite scared and not really knowing what was going to happen. We had the whole pandemic had just started. We'd just gone into lockdown. I had lost all of my collaborations that I was talking to brands about. Every single thing went on hold. 
Um, I lost all of my freelancing work. So all the work that I was, you know, writing for other um, businesses. So all my freelancing writing work was either put on hold or canceled. And I was pretty stressed out because, <laughs> you know, I, I was facing a very uncertain sort of future. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how long it was going to last. Um, and so I often would make candles just to calm myself down because you don't talk about mental health, but it was, it is, was something, if I can throw myself into something creative, I could take my mind off of what was going on mm, in the world. For sure. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'm going to throw myself into kind of making candles today and just kind of relax and try to think, what am I going to do next? And as I was making the candles, it was like, the answer is kind of right in front of me because I've been doing this for years. It's something that I love. Um, and why not make a business out of this because I had, I had had people tell me for years, you should sell these, you should sell these. And I always thought, oh, I was too busy, this, that, and the other. So if I was ever looking for the right time to do something, time was presenting itself to me. I had plenty of time. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just started, I basically started kind of taking it really seriously, even though I, I had been making them for years, I didn't really um, have the knowledge or experience of making a really, really good candle and making them consistently. So it was about 10 months I took of testing and um, various different types of waxes at different wixes and different oils and things like that. And um, by the end of 10 months, I had created five really, what I felt were really beautiful burning, really beautiful looking candles. Um, I threw myself into everything. I took all of the, my, the imagery on the, the um, website. I've taken all of the lifestyle imagery myself. Um, I designed the website myself from scratch. Um, so all the, all, everything that's written on the book, everything I've done myself. Um, so it's been a great project for me to just really throw myself into completely. No one else has had any influence over what I was doing. I just wanted to make products that I would want in my own home and something that I would love. Um, so that is kind of how Swim Really Sense was born. Um, I finally launched in January of this year. So I'm, it's very, very in its infancy. So you're talking about like growing Instagram and stuff. And I'm, I've got 800 followers on my Swim Really Sense account. So it's Listeners, go it is, follow right now, please. Go yeah. <laughs> please follow Swim Really like, Sense. Like, yeah. Follow, follow, share. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I am. I feel like I'm starting from scratch again. You know, I feel like I have this little baby. That was, it's just, it's so in its infancy. It's doing really, really well. I'm, I'm super happy with how things are going. Um, and it's keeping me busy. And I'm looking at releasing. So I started with five. Um, fragrances. I'm looking to release another, I think it's going to be four over the course of this year. Um, I'll be, I'm going to be launching gift boxes next week. So maybe by the time this goes out, that will be out as well. But yeah, so things are kind of growing and evolving and it's just been, it's been so nice to kind of throw myself into something completely different, something completely They look new amazing. I, I bet from going Thank from like, the planning pit stage to like holding the finished product was Oh, I wanted to cry. I, bet, I, bet. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to cry. Um, and then it's like, you know, you're going through this thing of now I've spent so much time with these products now and I know them inside and out to the point where I'd gone nose blind for a while. I couldn't smell anything because I'd, <laughs> I'd burned them so many times on the testing stages that I'm like, I don't even know if this smells anymore, you know? So I sent out, <laughs> oh, it was panic stations. I sent out a bunch of testers to like friends of mine who I knew would be honest with me who not wouldn't just say, Oh yeah, these are great. If they were garbage. Mm. So, um, sent all, you know, to people I knew that would tell me the truth if they weren't any good. And I had to go back to, you know, back to the beginning. Um, and just the feedback that I was getting was just amazing. Um, so yeah, like releasing them into the world was a whole other terrifying, exhilarating prospect to go, okay, I've finally created my own product here. Which and is, you can't even smell. <laughs> I couldn't even smell. I know. Oh, tell me, tell me about terrifying. I had to take a break from all of the all of my sons. I had to take a break completely from them for about two weeks just so I can smell them again. I can smell them again now, thankfully. <laughs> but I couldn't throw, and it wasn't COVID. I just literally couldn't smell them. <laughs> when it, when it comes to releasing a product post sort of pandemic or what in the middle of should I say? 
Um, everybody's yeah. going to e-commerce. Uh, that's kind of where everything is, Etsy. Yeah. And um, so, what's the idea on how to move these candles? Is it going to be let's go to do some marketplaces? So you know, you need a little market to pop up. Try and get them into some stores around love, Shrewsbury. I would love to do one in Shrewsbury. Obviously, everything's been shut, so I haven't really been able to do anything with that. But if it, if the markets do come back, I would absolutely love to do, to take a stand and see if see what people think of them. I, I would love some it. Shops, though, um, that would uh, really suit them them candles being sold in you know what i think so as well i mean i'll tell you what my ultimate dream would be was to have a little shop myself on wild cop or something you know, well, like have i know there's a lot of you <laughs> this isn't there but oh, i would yeah. love that i would love it to be like this really pretty destination that people come to and um and buy nice candles for their home but i would love to see the candles in i, I am thinking that like i'd love to see if there's any kind of um businesses in the area that would like to carry reform shops and things like that so yeah it's all it's all it is all part of the plan um for now i've kind of leveraged um my current audience who are following me for interiors obviously not all of them are going to be buying candles but um a proportion of you know those people who were already following me um i kind of took my followers on the journey with me so mm. basically i mean i have i have um stories that go back to you know march of me going oh my god guys i think i'm going to do this for pro- you know properly and mm. like me testing candles and they were absolute flamethrowers you know just terrible terrible candles <laughs> that i had made you know just in the journey to what did i do <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know like oh that's really bad you know I, but i shared all of this stuff with my followers because i wanted them to see what was going into it um so it was kind of nice i mean i have you know there were some I've had amazing, amazing support from lots and lots of people who just said, oh, I saw how much, how hard you've worked on this. And, you know, it's so nice to see them now or it's so nice to buy one from you or, you know, that sort of thing. So it's been great. I've had I've had a lot of really wonderful support from from my followers and, you know, from people who read the blog and things like that. So it's been great. Um, I've had a great idea. Well, every every two weeks oh, we, do, we do something called the VMS, which is the Virtual Market Showcase. Oh. Let's put pressure on you uh, because yeah. uh, obviously on a show, but maybe we could have a candle making session on one. Get like a guest oh, make a live. Yeah. Get everything together. You got two weeks to go and get the pots, <laughs> go and get the, the ingredients. We could put our like yeah. webcams in there or your phone, whatever you're using, in the kitchen or the other space, yeah. and we could do a live candle making uh, virtual market showcase special with you, with Kim and your fashion movie. That'd be amazing, right? Yeah, that would be very cool. Right. I to, I've done videos in the past of making candles, but I've never done it live, so that should be interesting. I'll probably the chaos up, of it would make it worth. It will probably be chaos, but I'm up for it. I'm pretty sure I'll probably end up getting arrested for trying to make a bomb or something because mine will get that wrong. <laughs> like, I, I should probably make mine outside. I, th- I should probably do that. Is what I should. Well, I've do. made a note of it. <laughs> We'll do it in a few weeks. Obviously, the two week, every two weeks, we've got one at the weekend, which is a pain in the backside because it's Easter Sunday but for everybody that's taking part. Thank you so much. Um, we've got Andy O'Brien and Malcolm from um, from um, Deliv Two. There we go, Deliv Two. Uh, the launching in Shrewsbury. Um, that's great, isn't it? I'll be an amazing influencer. I may like your products, but I may also forget your name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kimberly, where can people find you? Uh, where, where can people follow you? Um, I am on all the social media platforms. I am at Swoonworthy Blog. You can find my blog at swoonworthy.co.uk. And if you want to look at the candles, it's Swoonworthy Sense on Instagram or swoonworthysense.com online. So, yeah, give me a follow. I'm yeah, still new. Do. Uh, and when, when the world opens say like uh, obviously the, the the flower show has been cancelled this year but there are some things yeah. coming back uh say the world opens where would you like to take swoon movie is it is somewhere that you really got your eye on that you'd love to show up at um i mean there's so many really cute little farm shops and stuff around shropshire um yeah. i'd love to see the products in there but yeah like i said the ultimate dream i don't know we'll give it a few years but the ultimate dream i'm gonna have a really really cute shop selling some really sense <laughs> it's really funny when me and shane are walking through town <laughs> if we ever do walk yeah. through town together and we see empty units we're kind of like oh future biscuit studios uh, is... future biscuit <laughs> we studios. do that as well like that's where my shop's gonna be that's where my shop's gonna be you see me peering basically, for the basically, like, the, the, the desk can go there 
The mic's if if um if you know like if 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 every single building that we've ever pointed out actually goes through, we're going to basically take over Shrewsbury Town. Like we're going to have a studio, have a studio in every single building. And that's that's what I saw when I was in the uh, the flotation tank at Shrewsbury uh, Floats. Was this uh, uh, what did they call it? The the uh, the New York style uh, sort of apartment style block you know the bare brick with some yeah. studios the far Love left hand corner yeah yeah you know you know what i see the biscuit as you know on wally you know um, with by and large it's like everything like everything is <laughs> by and large you, you, kimberly knows what i mean i know what you mean that, that, oh, oh, <laughs> it's the like the branding is everywhere. <laughs> everything everything is by and large like and that's basically what's going to be <laughs> shrewsbury t- shrewsbury town sponsored by shrewsbury biscuit sponsored. that's it like <laughs> Lunch boxes, juice bottles, pin badges. Yeah, all the cards are just going to be the make of the car will be biscuit. (laughs) The jammy dodger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly, you've been amazing to speak to. I'd love to do something again with you in the future because I think you're fantastic. Love it. And, um, yeah. oh, the energy so from this. Had, I've had really, I've had a really fun time. Thank you for having me. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do. Shane, it's um, Rose, man. It's I don't have together. a graphic for you, uh, but do you want to go and tell people about our website, mate? Oh no! Don't do that to me. <laughs> What, what Shane would have told you is, um, uh, so, so, I, I can't see it, so I can't remember it. Uh, <laughs> I always forget the website, Kimberly. I, I always do. I get, it, I get it wrong every time. Every single time. Unless I read it. How are you going to take over the whole town I know. if you don't remember your website? Well, it's because that's Al's job. Right. Um, De- delegating. I, I just, yeah, I'm delegating. Um, Al does the, the, does the website stuff and shout outs. If you'd like um, to follow us on our website, our website is... <laughs> The Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast.co.uk. And that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. Web Orchard, yeah. I genuinely need... to think about that then. <laughs> if you need a website, make sure you go uh, check out Web Orchard. They will make you a beautiful website that looks like ours. Uh, all of our audio is available on the website. There's also, a, if you want to get involved with the biscuit, we are a CIC. We are looking for sponsors. If you would like to advertise on this show where we can make you some sexy, cool little adverts. Get in touch. There is a form there where you can get in touch with us. We, we don't uh, we don't charge a lot. We're not we, we, we're classy, but we're not expensive, uh, Kimberly. Um, but we could <laughs> do it. with uh, we do with a bit of help to make the show sustainable because we've got big plans uh, for the next coming twelve months. Uh, Kimberly, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining I've, us. I've had, I've had, it's been my I've pleasure. Had fun. It's been fun. Yeah. All Excellent. right, guys. We will catch you uh, next time. Uh, see you later, Shane. See you later, Kimberly. See you later, listeners. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Peace Take out. Care. Not saying it. Ah, uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> Bye.